All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. I, I'm using this different kind of conditioner now. So, like, uh, uh, the, like, so now my hair is like gets like spring, like it doesn't like get f- froey anymore. It just gets springy, <laughs> like Raggedy Ann springy. <laughs> And now, now every time, like I look at myself in the mirror, I think I look like a professor of like Mesoamerican studies. <laughs> and what college would you be teaching at? Uh, the um, what's the closest co- clown college? <laughs> to, uh, I, that's not something I want to Google right away, but I'm I'm gonna like Google the closest. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired to the uh, members of the audience who went to Vassar. <laughs> Either that or Tarot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, look, we didn't want to besmirch either Vassar or Tarot, okay? What are you doing? Besmirching fine institutions like that. <laughs> Although at Tarot, I did take advanced clowning, which is which explains why I'm such a failure. <laughs> advanced clowning, jeez, what was your minor? Seltzer one hundred and one. Gotta make your own seltzer. <laughs> oh man Are, you're really looking up the the nearest clown college aren't you i'm tr- i'm really trying to i'm googling it i'm googling it i'm just <laughs> hold on wait up a second um it's important info that our audience needs to know yeah google come on closest <laughs> Clown College near me. <laughs> Just once I'd love for Google to be like, why are you looking for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Really? The clown school? That's what it's called? Like, like for for <laughs> such a for for such an entertaining industry, it doesn't really go too far with the imagination in trying to name its school. Mm. <laughs> well, they they probably didn't want to get it confused with any other particular trade. I mean, you know, they couldn't call it Ha Ha University, you know, because or what Yale. Like, what? <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh, who knew we'd be going in on on the colleges this week? <laughs> Oh man, um, well, I, I, it's only because like um, 
you know, uh, dear listeners, we're probably going to go really easy on the taxes tonight on the on the serious stuff tonight, because um, like I mentioned before the podcast started, I have been riddled with anxiety because, um, well, uh, we're on (laughs) as of the time of this recording, we have been on the verge of a nuclear apocalypse. Um, with, uh, you know, uh, uh, tensions rising uh, between uh, Russia and NATO. Um, it has been really playing with my emotions, as I'm sure it's been playing with everyone else's emotions. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that that's probably going to explain why we're going to be really, we're going to be adding a lot of levity, I think, to this episode. I hope with this episode <laughs> well you know i personally i i understand the anxiety for sure um there's a lot of uh blustery language being thrown about um but my humble opinion and this is the opinion of somebody who has no experience in uh analyzing these sort of international tensions uh, it seems like bluster to me. Um, it just so happens that, you know, one of our biggest historical adversaries uh, are the ones making this bluster um, as opposed to like North Korea that's located so far and has such limited capability with their weaponry that um, we don't really think about it. But again, um as terrible as the situation is over uh, in Ukraine right now, I think that Vladimir Putin, he's just, you know, I think he took a Viagra and he's walking around with a stiffy and he wants to show it off a little bit, but <laughs> he's really putting but, the, putting the screws to us. Jesus. All right. And with that, I, I am Pav. And I'm Ernesto. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. The only show mixing politics and pop culture. Uh, but we're going to lean a little heavy, I think, on the pop culture tonight. So, um, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Uh, pop we? that culture. <laughs> going to pop that culture, baby. That's right. Yeah, pop that culture, baby. Uh, pop, pop, pop uh, the culture. Uh, pop. Pop the culture, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the radio edit of the Two Live Crew uh, infamous song of Pop That and insert, you know, a, a synonym for cat or kitty. Okay. I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, the only thing You've I could... Heard- no, I, I, ha- I, have, I have had I have oh. heard pop that pussy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And let's not look. Let's not start off on the wrong foot. I have heard pop that pussy. <laughs> okay, and... I was about to say song of the week. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is this fucking? <laughs> what is the tone of this show? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I have heard of it, but I'm just, you know, you know, early, but earlier before we even started recording, uh, I was just looking up uh, 
and you're you're gonna be like, why the fuck? Why the fuck, Pavel? Are you doing this to yourself? Why are you bring even bringing this up? But I was looking up blast radiuses. Wow. Um, wow. So you didn't. So basically, you don't want to sleep tonight. Okay. Fine. No. Tell us. I, I tell don't. us what you learned. No. I. I mean. It, it, I. I'm not gonna tell anybody what what I learned because all of it. All it is is it's alarmist bullshit. Um. Because you know, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I was trying to gauge how far away my neighborhood is from the main blast radius, which would probably be, you know, uh, lower downtown New York, you know, mm-hmm. around the, all the financial districts. God, what am I doing? What am I doing to myself, man? What am I doing? I'm, dr- I'm driving myself up the wall. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I was looking up like how far from the blast radius it, like it, my, I am from the blast radius. Uh, mm-hmm. Should a, should a giant Twinkie go off? Let's just use that that phrase right now in place of. <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, and I am outside. I'm. 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 About. I, I'm far away enough that uh, my area would be covered with debris, radioactive debris. So the Twinkie would still affect me. So I'm still within the the the. the I'm I'm still in like the creamy. Ah, I can't. I'm pushing this analogy as about as far as it can go. Um, <laughs> I'm outside the cream zone. Jesus, uh, what what yield did you put into the? Um, I, I assume you used a uh, uh, a a Twinkie explosion simulator online, and uh, it gives you the option to put in different yields to determine the. Uh, radius of the creaming so uh what yield did you put in um the 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 smallest yield Mm. the smallest yield because i know the biggest yield would take up like it would reach like uh you know those upper areas of like nyack you know those areas (laughs) of new york where i'm just like where the (laughs) fuck even is that you know <laughs> it's part of like the greater tri-state area and i'm like that that's i i i refuse to look at that map even though it was in the corner of my eye and i looked at the <laughs> smallest yield okay so that's gotcha. what i've been, what i've been doing for most of the day and that um, sounds really healthy it sounds very healthy and uh helpful to one psyche right I that <laughs> look. That's why we're doing the show, and that's why. <laughs> like I didn't bail on the show tonight. I didn't bail on the show uh, to the recording because I was just uh, and, and the thought had crossed my mind because I was just like I'm not in any frame of mind to do a show tonight. But um, I'm hoping that this acts as a cheaper form of therapy for me. <laughs> And hopefully for the listeners who will be like, yes. you know what? I don't want to sound like that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Personally, I think that um, uh, as crazy as the world is right now, we, we wouldn't we wouldn't get the expected of a uh, Twinkie explosion. What we would get is uh, is clown bees. We would get. Uh, just swarms and swarms of clown bees that when they sting you, uh, you get that Joker serum 
that uh, we saw in Batman 89, and that's what would happen to the population. So, yeah. I know, you didn't even think of that, right? No, I'm just trying to figure out, your, are you making an analogy? Because I'm just like, are you talking about drones? Like, what are you talking no. about? Oh, okay. No, no, I'm talking about clown bees. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> listen. I, I don't joke around when it comes down to clown bees. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I misread you. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Actually, if I could... <laughs> I'm sorry to break away from the from this really weird tone wavelength that we've got going. But I do actually want to be serious just for a moment and issue like a profound apology because yes, last time we recorded, I misspoke and I was like, oh, you know, I think the president of the Ukraine or like members of the Ukraine government are like uh, Russian, you know, Russian, they are Russian infiltrators. That's mm. definitely, definitely, definitely not the case. So um, I am wrong and I'm sorry. We have uh, we've all been learning about the the fucking bravery of uh, the Ukrainian government and its leaders, especially its president being so uh, prominent and just still there, like in battle gear and uh, at the front lines defending his country. It's like I can't remember the last time I ever saw a head of state do that. I don't think I've ever seen never, never a head of state in my lifetime do that. My hat's off to Zelensky and like, you know, um, uh, getting into battle gear and like going out uh, with with his troops. Um, I don't know how far into combat he's gone, but my hat is still off to him for even even taking that that picture of himself with all the gear and like be it standing around and like kind of comforting his troops i think that that is that that's an act of bravery i can't imagine like like you said i can't ima- i can't even fathom any of our le- past leaders ever doing that hmm. um i mean because when you think of presidents i mean like you think of or world leaders in general. You don't really think of them like gearing up and being like, all right, we're charging headfirst. That's some like old timey shit, like Roman generals kind of shit. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's like, exactly. That's like the, like the, like samurai, like shoguns, like go down with the <laughs> troops and they fight the good fight, you know? Um, but that, that the era of that ever had, do you, did you, did you know that like they go down on the front lines and they, they, they used to go down and fight, and like if they got killed, they're just like, "Well, we gotta do have an election." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I did not know that. Yeah, um, it's it's so far removed from uh, what we're used to in this day and age, which is essentially old men in their ivory towers sending young people to die, um, and uh, just learning recently that Zelensky uh, is a former actor and comedian, like. Yeah. I I mean, I don't want to make light of any situation, but I kind of want to look for his material and see what kind of comedian he was like <laughs> just to see like what if his. <laughs> OK, stop me if I'm if I'm going too far. No. What if his work uh, when he was a comedian was prescient of, you know, what if he all he made was like invasion jokes 
and now that he's president he's just like oh shit uh, <laughs> I, re- I kind of regret uh, my set at the chuckle hut back in 1996 <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to continue this as much as I want to I know that we were both digging a grave look that's true that's true um i'll I'll say this much um uh he he was such a popular comedian that uh and i think he his his topics like his bits were all centered around politics Mm. and people were just like you know you just do such a great job of describing at like perfectly encapsulating the political moment right now in the ukraine that you should run for president and he did wow that's um that's like us electing david tell as well not david tell is like not political at all but like you know if we elected the big uh, one of the one of the uh news uh, one of the names floating around twitter is like john stewart what if we elected john stewart president um Mm. and you know that that's equivalent to that yeah that's what probably what would happen or like trevor noah uh but uh but yeah um so i have all right i have mixed feelings about like of course, like I, my heart goes out to everyone in in Ukraine currently suffering uh, mm-hmm. through this whole ordeal. But uh, the way that uh, Black Ukrainians are being treated right now has also been another source of anxiety and like kind of depression for me, because uh, like within every. Uh, like form of like oh my god the tragedy there's always that little extra like uh uh rib punch of like anti-black sentiment and racism Mm. where i'm just like oh man this sucks you know ukrainian black ukrainian citizens being turned away from like uh uh, turned away from the uh, like being evacuated from cities because um because they're they're because the soldiers are just like no 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 only native ukrainians you know not not no immigrants they uh i there has been footage that surfaced of uh, the train stations where uh folks are trying desperately to evacuate and that that in and of itself is very understandable but uh seeing black ukrainian citizens kind of being pushed to the back of the line um, is uh, is really disheartening, and it's just like really during during times like that where nobody, I, I can't imagine anybody really seeing a difference uh, between another human being and themselves when everybody's in imminent danger. Uh, to have that surface is really disheartening. However, um, our our guy, and hopefully someday a friend of the show, Sean King. Uh, posted uh, some really kind of uplifting content. He was just like, um, they're getting confirmed reports that Ukrainian citizens are stepping up and supporting uh, those black Ukrainians, uh, even taking them into their homes until uh, their situations to evacuate uh, get cleared up. And uh, that was one of those things that made me go... 
during times of war and times of suffering and people um, just kind of being in the same boat, uh, it really kind of shows that humanity can rise to the surface and 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 just be there. And, and that's how it should be all the time. Yeah. So, wow. <clears throat> ah, that's making me a little misty eyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I get it, man. Um. Well, that that's that's fantastic, and you know, more power to those people. And you know, we hope that the, uh, this whole ordeal really kind of teaches all of us to kind of just be better. And to for um, you know, since all this news about like you know the kind of uh, racism and bigotry that's still um, fleshing out, that we kind of really reflect on the concepts that. Uh, reflect on the concepts of anti-blackness and the necessity for um us to take more uh like bigger strides against this kind of behavior um because it it does it it to me it just it it just adds a a whole level of tragedy a whole Mm. different level of tragedy to this whole thing so yeah that's 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 what I have to say about that. Uh, let me let me um, just to sort of transition away, but not make it a hard cut away from the subject because this is serious and this is something that whether you try to or not, it's just where all the eyes of the world are right now. Oh wait, um, uh, can I can I just talk? I'm sorry. Uh, can yeah, I, no, can absolutely. I, can I talk about one uh, thing? Are you gonna? Uh, can we talk about uh, a little bit about the woman with the sunflower seeds? I heard of that. You uh, you take the lead on that. All right. So uh, basically, a woman like uh, a Ukrainian woman uh, civilian just walked up to a so a Russian soldier, uh, you know, part of the invading force with uh some sunflower seeds and then uh gave him she was like you should take these seeds um because you know when you die and when you lie down and die here at least some good will come of those seeds growing out of the ground and i was like that's the hardest verse in any hip-hop song i've heard this year (laughs) (laughs) that shit was hard dude I was like, oh, snaps. God damn. Somebody get that lady a feature. Like on the next fucking, you know, Kendrick album. (laughs) That, that is a statement. I'm, I'm sure that soldier is never going to forget that shit. No. Wow. No. But I wanted to ask, um. I know we opened the show on a certain tone in regards to, you know, uh, Twinkies and creamings and stuff like that. But are you doing anything uh, in regards to self-care during these times? Because I think I think a lot of people get so caught up in the uh, constant update of the news cycle. I mean, nobody can deny it's it's coming out as fast and furious, um, whether it's in print, uh, YouTube, your regular um distribution channels uh, in regards to news wherever you go that's front and center and we often forget that we still need to take the time to look after 
ourselves, as weird as that may sound, especially us being located here on the other side of the world where, you know, we're not being impacted directly uh, by the fighting. Um, what do you do mentally to take care of yourself? All right. So uh, it's going to be it's like a, you know, I, I, I have to say I've done a lot of my fair share of doom scrolling, which isn't good for me. Uh, doom scrolling on Twitter, which is really awful, and uh, and um, looking up videos on. Look, okay, so here I, there is a moment of of levity to all this. I weirdly enough have been looking up nothing but Macho Man Randy Savage uh, <laughs> clips of him just doing promos. What? I I did not expect that. Yeah, dude. Oh man, I I gotta tell you, that ha like uh, l watching Macho Man Randy Savage videos of him just screaming nonsense at the camera <laughs> in front of Mean Gene Okerlund have been like a centering kind of thing for me. just uh, i was just like god he was the best intercontinental champion of the 80s you know 1986 onward um beating tito santana uh i fucking love macho man randy savage and you know when he's when he calls himself the cream that rises wow this links up to the to the cream stuff <laughs> the cream that rises to the top and he holds up the little creamer <laughs> I'm like, this man is either coked out of his mind or he, he's a genius or both. And that's great. You know, I, I just. I'm going to say both. <laughs> Have you seen that video where he's like, uh, um, nothing. If he starts off saying nothing is nothing, where he's like, nothing is nothing. And then like, uh, <laughs> mean Gene Okerlund is like, <laughs> mean Gene is like. What the you know? He's basically like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, he doesn't even explain himself." He's just like, "Oh, Hulk Hogan, so put me in an unfortunate situation that I'd rather not be in, and I am the cream that rises to the top," you know. And he puts takes up the little creamer, and then I saw another video where he he calls uh, uh I I forget who he calls uh, a cup of coffee. He's like, "You're a cup of coffee," and I'm I'm like. <laughs> is he just chilling back in the pantry of the WWE like <laughs> WWE pantry and he's just like oh what gimmick can I what what can I say what can I say I got to do it on the fly cup of coffee cream or perfect I'm set <laughs> with with his speaking cadence you can get away with almost anything and I think that was aside from wrestling skill back in the day you had to have personality if anything that is what was going to sell your merchandise and buy your house you know um yes you were going to break your body for that demon mcmahon um working 360 days out of the year um but uh in regards to making yourself memorable and marketable uh whether they did uh wrestling figures or wwf cartoons 
Uh, you had to be an absolute maniac. I mean, Macho Man had a delivery that is absolutely unforgettable. I mean, anybody who was alive at that time, if you do an impression of Macho Man, most likely, if you were alive at the time, you will know who the fuck uh, that person is talking about. Uh, him and the Ultimate Warrior had some of the most insane promos where... And I, again, I got to give it to Mean Gene, God rest his soul, uh, always kept a professional face. Meanwhile, on the inside, he must have been like, what kind of drugs do they have backstage? Yeah, because Mean Gene always struck me as the guy that was like super so – he, he was sober. Like he, mm -hmm. he seems like a guy that never touched Coke or like, you know, a, a, like kind of like a social drinker. And yeah. like doesn't like drink to get smashed, like clean living kind of guy. And then for him to all of a sudden just be like confronted with like especially like fucking Ultimate Warrior. You brought up Ultimate Warrior and all I could think of is like the nonsense that used to get spilled out of that <laughs> dude's mouth. I couldn't believe, man. Even as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? What the moon, the stars was like. Sometimes he wouldn't even face the camera. He would just turn his back to the camera and just start yelling at the back wall and spouting this nonsense. Meanwhile, Mean Gene is still holding up the mic like, <laughs> like what's going on? What, what, what is this guy doing? Um, and then he'd finish it like just shaking. You see the veins in his, in his neck popping. He's looking dead into the camera because he's talking to his opponent. And then he would just snort like a deep throttle snort. He'd be like, <laughs> and, and I'd be like, what the, f and then they'd cut to a commercial. Right, right, right. <laughs> and we're all kids like, what? What the yeah, hell? Yeah, I know exactly. Like, what is he even talking? You know, me and eight year old me is like, what is he talking about? Um, and I, 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 I just the look on G Mean Gene's face is always like, are we gonna cut? When are we gonna go to commercial? <laughs> my arms getting real tired just holding up the mic to this guy. <laughs> but Macho Man didn't have that kind of like, like, yeah, he had that like, what the fuck kind of moment. But his was kind of like contagious. So uh, he, <laughs> like, he's definitely the voice I think of when I try to psych myself up to do something. So. <laughs> Cause now I'm just like you know, uh, m my wife's like you know we have a we, uh, you're kind of you know uh, uh, we're we gotta clean the house today and my inside my head I'm just like, yeah well, uh, nobody's gonna stop me now you know, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna clean the living room. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, good, then I'm going to clean the, our bedroom. And I'm just like, all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to tackle that mountain of dishes. <laughs> and, you know, like, the cream rises to the top. I feel like you need his hat and his uh, leather jacket with the tassels that were hanging off of the arms. Oh, the fringe? With all the fringe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the fringe. <laughs> and you need to, like, tape up your fingers, too, so that when you do, when you do the gestures... <laughs> You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. I tried doing a, a Macho Man, like a complete Macho Man impression, to myself in a mirror, <laughs> just to not <laughs> suck myself out of my depression. And I couldn't. I can't do it justice. So, 
Um, it's hard. It's hard on the throat. It yeah. really is. No, but even like the inflections, like he goes from zero to like he has this weird cadence where he'll like start off low and then just go really high. That just like <laughs> he sounds like a and his voice sounds like a fucking motorcycle just starting like a dirt bike. <laughs> We're really showing our age with this one. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. Hey, <laughs> these are classics. Classics are ageless. Yes. Right. Right. I mean. <laughs> For those younger listeners who don't know who the fuck we're talking about, we're talking about Bonesaw from that, you know, from the first Spider-Man movie. Tobey <laughs> Maguire. <laughs> Bonesaw oh, is I... ready. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God bless him. God yeah. bless him. Um, but yeah, well, why, what do you, what do you do to, uh, you know, stave off these kind of anxieties and, you know, um, I watch really bad sci-fi is what I do. Okay. Um, I think considering the immensity of the situation, it might be for time for me to crack open an old classic. I think, you know, where I'm going with this. No, I don't know what you're going. Are you, are you talking about, are you? Oh no! Time don't. to revisit Earth Final Conflict. Oh, that's right, fuck. baby. Fuck. <laughs> Time to get back with Daan and Zor and the crew, or the crew. <laughs> I'm bored already. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you, you just, you don't have the sensibilities to absorb Gene Roddenberry's genius. His brilliance <laughs> he he set forth a property that I, i'm telling you decades from now when we're all reconstituting technology from the burned out cinders that were our metropolitan cities is this helping your anxiety at all yeah um I we will oh find you fucking old you're just fucking pushing it, man. I'm like, we will find old DVDs of Earth Final Conflict, and that will form the basis of a new society, a more egalitarian society. In all seriousness, though, there's something about uh, as low as the production quality was on that show, and it was low. Um, it was low. Look, it was it was the 1990s. Somebody was just like, holy shit, we can do computer graphics now. And they're like, should we? This is like the first version. And they were just like, I won't hear of it. This is the future. This is the pinnacle. It won't get any better than this. You know, and so they they did all of the effects on 1990s Pentium One technology. And this formed the basis of the show, but all the actors were committed to their roles. They were committed to the narrative and toward the end of the show, it kind of went off the rails a little bit as, as it does with a lot of shows. Look, you know, it's not the first, it won't be the last. Um, there, okay. there was still a commitment that I admire and that I appreciate about the show and just will always stay with me. Um, and that is a comfort to me. And it, it also, uh, it, I believe in my support of the show, eventually it will get the Battlestar Galactica treatment in regards to being reimagined and updated. And I'll show all of you, I'll show all of you the brilliance of this show uh, once it's brought to its full 
blossoming. You know, I, you brought up a, a good point with because I try, I gave that show a chance. You know, I watched that first episode, and I struggled with it because the like, whole first episode, the whole the first episode, the whole first episode, like I struggled with it because, uh, again, the computer, like the the Gene Roddenberryisms aside, where it was just like you know, it was really trying to say something and. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about it, but the way Gene Roddenberry stuff goes along, I can't help but find myself a little bored. But still, look, I'm not, I'm going to get a little past that. But with regards to the special effects, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to quote Jeff Goldblum, to, uh, to Goldblum a little, I was just like, you know, uh, they, they, they had their scientists and uh, – uh, 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 they were so preoccupied with whether or not uh, they could with CGI. They they didn't think about whether or not they should. Because you know? <laughs> everything looks like a fucking screensaver on that. <laughs> You're uh, telling me you weren't convinced by those uh, uh, kind of runabout ships that had the little nacelles on them that looked like um, uh, cicadas. Uh, you weren't convinced by that? I got to tell you something, bro. Uh, I don't even know what nacelles are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can't be use big words like that around me, man. I was, I was born they're the, yesterday. They're, <laughs> they're the things that stick on, on the classic Star Trek ships. You know, the like the the long things that stick out on the side of the Federation. Yeah, ships. the thrusters. They're not thrusters. They're nacelles. Okay, yeah, get the, it right. Okay, all right. Easy. So yeah, easy. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll pull out my maps oh, right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you've been watching uh, Earth Final Conflict, right? No, no. I'm a. I'm about to. Okay. Given the escalation of the past uh, two days uh, with the whole world situation, I'm just like, you know what? Now's a good time as any to uh, bring it back out because I didn't watch during the pandemic, believe it or not. Um, It's been a few years since I've delved into the world of Earth Final Conflict. And I think, you know, like a like a comfortable sweater, it's time to pull it out of the closet and just wrap yourself up in it in the 1990s CGI and go, oh, wow. This is so painful to watch, but I'm still going to watch it. So painful to hear. <laughs> you know, every time, every time I give you some slack, you like you rip it out of my hands and take a whole other yard. I'm just like, here, I'm with you, buddy. And you're just like, oh, yeah, let me take some skin with that shit. You know, <laughs> you're, you're just talking about like what's comfort food for you. And like, you know, I'm like, nerd. <laughs> fuck <laughs> no i i shouldn't I, I like look man i'm an asshole i'll admit it but uh i don't i don't want to bust your balls too hard because i've i've been watching like you know shitty horror or shitty horror movies along with um anxiety inducing horror stuff uh specifically um you know and this leads further into the robot section the which we're firmly in but uh the uh, the Backrooms is a YouTube video that I have been currently obsessed with. Uh, oh, yes. 
and I can't stop watching videos about the back rooms. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter because you know me with cheap gimmicks. It's like if it has the word back rooms in it, I will watch it. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, um, when you shared the link to that video, um, I had known about the concept of the back rooms. It had been discussed uh, in conversations about liminal space for the longest time. And the fact that this guy, he seems like he's a student somewhere, um, just chose this subject and executed it with a brilliance that I got to tell you would rival uh, even very successful studios. Like I hope that I hope a 24 hires this kid and it's just like, look, just, just do something like we, we like your style. Um, it's uh, like you said, it is anxiety inducing, but it's, it's also such an apropos metaphor for um, whether you feel anxiety to the current situation or just a general malaise at, uh, for the day in and day out of life. Uh, there's something about the concept of the back rooms and this short film about the back rooms that is very poignant. I, and I'm sure you do too, recommend everybody to watch this video. It already has millions of views on YouTube. Um, and just let yourself be absorbed by the atmosphere, by the environment that was built here. Like, I'm trying to figure out how they even did this. Did they find a space or is this all like generated within uh, obviously not 1990s technology because, you know, then it would have nacelles and you know what <laughs> nacelles are. But now I do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, did they use like more recent like did they get a copy of Unreal Engine and just, you know, do it that way? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think that they're using the way that they're filming it uh, is that they do have a space that looks like that. And then mm. the, if you, if you see the, like the, when they shoot down a hallway and like show the immensity of this maze that people are trapped in, I think that's the CGI. That's, that's that part CGI. So mm. there, there's a small space where they can actually move around in but the other, like the rest of it is just CGI or it could all be CGI. I have no idea of knowing because it's done that well. So that's freaking, that's freaking brilliant. I got, and I got to say like, I, it, this may sound like, you know, cheerleading your own team, but this is something I could have definitely imagined you doing. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have the skill to pull off some kind of like a giant CGI kind of, uh, undertaking like that, but writing something like that is definitely kind of like in my wheelhouse. But you have the skill to put together the team that would be able yeah, to do that. Yeah, probably. All, all the work that you've done before, you've pulled together people with various talents to make work that uh, became your signature. So ah, shucks. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is very kind of you, my friend. Uh, I tip my hat to you. And I take back every bad thing I said before. It's too late. The scars are already <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, just man. just one day, I'm gonna wake up and like I'll, I'll my, the first thing that I see is like the DVD cover 
of Earth Final <laughs> Conflict. And it's like, surprise, motherfucker. And then that's the last sound I'll hear. <laughs> oh, man. There are worse ways to go. There are worse yeah, ways to go. Definitely. But, uh, uh, but, um, but yeah, um, before we go any further with that, I just wanted to. Well, you ta- spoken to me. You had just watched Venom uh, 2 the other night, right? <laughs> yes, last night. Okay. Um, I figured it was time, you know, us being comic book nerds and stuff like that. It's it's kind of requisite to us knowing everything, even though all the major points of the film have been uh, spilled online. So uh, I felt like I practically already saw the film, and I kind of did. Um if there's any positive thing I could give to the film is that the uh, symbiotes are <laughs> what was formerly symbiotes. Um, the effects seem a lot better in this film. Um, okay. They didn't try to hide as much in dark shots as they did with the first film. So uh, that made it a lot more enjoyable and kind of conveyed the fierceness of the symbiotes a lot better to me. I wish it would have had better writing, like MCU Disney level writing and casting. But, you know, we got what we got. They don't have that kind of money uh, to do that kind of thing. Um, or, or Or they just absolutely refuse to get that kind of caliber of writing to do that because, you know, I don't know. Avi Arad doesn't has his own kind of the way he operates and the way he kind of runs the show. He just like has specific things that he wants and it's all cheesy. It's all like <laughs> cheesy cliche shit. And I'm pretty sure that's why we, probably what we're going to get in Morbius. Oh uh, God. But didn't that come out already? Oh, I wish it had already come out bro. but it's, it's, <laughs> it's on its way. But um, but yeah, I, gotta I, say, I, I don't I don't think there's been a movie that I that I've given less of a fuck about than Morbius. Like I remember when uh, Habib and I uh, were in the theater um, watching Matrix uh, Resurrections uh, and we definitely missed you that night. bud. Um, uh, and the trailer for Morbius came up and we looked at each other like we couldn't give any more of a fuck about this film it was just like and the rest of the theater was like that way too they were just like oh uh-huh. <laughs> you know um i remember watching a trailer recently for a hugh jackman joint called reminiscence uh <laughs> and i remember having the same reaction to that as i had with morbius which is not a good sign which i'm just like oh why you know, <laughs> I think the tagline was like, remember, and I'm like, but why put yourself through that kind of stress? Really? <laughs> uh, it's just like, you know what, Hugh Jackman, instead of watching this, I think I'm just going to queue up real steel. That's where <laughs> I am at this point. Oh, I thought you meant for a second. I thought you meant steel with the shack, you know? No, no, I, I'm, I'm not at that point yet. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would totally want to watch. That. I I am so ready to watch that train wreck. Oh God! Oh, he has to live with that. I'm glad he's rich because wow, man. Yeah. Ooh. 
yeah, dude is dude. Like he can look back on that and be like, you know what? I did what I did. I don't give a shit. You know, I got my mountain of money. You know, I got my pool, my swimming pool, my uh, my commercials for the general. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll give this to Shaq. I don't give him much, but I I will give him this. He um. He made his bones being a, a basketball player, a very effective basketball player. And um, he decided this isn't the only note that I want to have in life. I'm going to try things. I'm going to rap. I'm going to I'm going to act. I'm going to do these things. And they weren't um, they weren't particularly noteworthy. And I'm saying mm-hmm. this without trying to shade him at all. They weren't noteworthy. But he said. I, I want to do this and I'm going to do it. And he did. So for what it's worth, respect. He even, he had like a video game out like for, I think it was Sega Genesis. Is Shaq Fu? Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. Shaq That's Fu. right. Crappy game with some of the best character animation ever in a 16-bit game. Really? It was so smooth. It was so unbelievably smooth. It was just like, it, it, it was kind of wasted on the game. <laughs> Really? Like, yeah. This would be great, like uh I don't know, in anything else, but <laughs> it is it is what it is. It is it definitely it yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that's definitely what I got from it. I I just judging for I remember seeing the commercial for it back in the day and wanting to play that game because I was just like, Wow, Shaq. I'm not into <laughs> basketball, but I am into Kung Fu. Um so, but Shaq was like, dude, he really tried to branch out. Like, and I think, you know, Dennis Rodman kind of followed in his footsteps because he was like, you know, I'm going to do movies. I'm going to do Kazam. I'm going to do uh, Steel. I'm going to do Blue Chips. And then Dennis Rodman was just taking notes. He was just like, yes, that's right. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do Van Damme movies. I'm going to do my own solo movie. Simon says. Oh man! Oh, and again, you know these guys—they—they they did what they did, mostly because they were already in a a, a position of privilege, having money. Because there's no way that these properties would have been greenlit had they just been, you know, regular podcasters like us. But, um, but work a day they, podcasters. You know, they 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 did their thing, and you know, whatever. I'm. I'm just wondering how uh, Dennis Rodman met Van Damme. Like, did, were they at a a dive bar or a brothel? And he was just like, "Hey, he was like, hey, Dennis, I like the way you catch rebounds. Why don't we do a movie?" Oh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I can't even begin to. Like that's that's such a weird pairing. Like I'm just like I wonder where they were when they met, right? <laughs> was was Dennis Rodman at a Planet Hollywood? Was he in a was he in Thailand at some point? You know? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say yes to all was, those things. Was he yes. in a Planet to Hollywood in Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but this is this is what happens when you run in circles that just have an undeserved level of money like people just like hey you know people know you people know me let's collaborate and something will happen i'm pretty sure 
I'm pretty sure it's only a matter of time before um, we get a Nicki Minaj uh, vagina fragrance that is sponsored by um, what's her name who played Pepper Potts? Uh, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you. So it's bound to happen. It's bound you to know, happen. You know this commercial out on Hulu, right? Of uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. It's it's like uh, uh, for Uber Eats, right? She's in a commercial where she takes a bite out of that candle. That's like, it's it. The candle's name is called "This Is the Smell of My Vagina." I think it's called. Uh, <laughs> and I'm and she goes like, mm. and I, I'm like, why, why, who, who, why? 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 Wow. <laughs> I'm like, that's a whole new level of like being into yourself. <laughs> like it's 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 the it's the equivalent of scratching one's balls and smelling it, right? It's like I'm gonna scratch my balls and smell it, you know. Like <laughs> But doing it at a party and then having somebody pay you for it, because that's this is insane. This is insane. And again, there has to be a certain thing. I wonder what the exact dollar amount is that one reaches before they go. Um, yeah, I don't have to worry about social norms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I do, people will like because they know me and I have money. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, so we're running out of time. Do you... Should we talk a little bit more about Venom Two, or um, do you know? You know, uh, Venom Two was directed by Andy Serkis. Was it? Yeah, it was directed by Andy Serkis, which is, explains why the effects were a, a lot better. It it felt like uh, viscerally, and in regards to the motion capture, it felt more uh, attached to I don't know human movement. Um, so. I'll give it to Andy Circus. Like your signature is in there. Your your Smeagol, uh sensibilities help this film. You that you think that's it? Like his love letter to like human movement. <laughs> I think abstract question. You don't need to answer that. <laughs> I think I think it's a text to a uh, to a drunk crush. You know. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'll I'll put it that way. Okay. And I think that's where we should cap it. What do you think? I agree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so for both of us here, wow, on that weird note, uh, both of, for both of us here, I am Pav. And I'm E. <laughs> Together we are the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. <laughs> Doing shows, doing tricks to make us holler On a given night, all for a dollar Silicone breasts, oil on the chest Not like us, but above the rest They'll do anything to turn us on Them hoes got it going on I like big booty and big old titties Bitch, you know you've been fucked by many So come and be my private dancer I got some money if that's the answer I really wanna be with you I get hard after seeing you How hard? Hard like a rock When you make that pussy pop Put that pussy in the pain. Put that pussy
risky shit Girl, you know you look so cute Throwing that pussy the way you do Get served. See, none of my bitches, they never complain. So come on, baby, and pop that thing. 